Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is, you guys already know what it is, and I'm verified. Chris, talk to him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at C K I D D two zero six, and that's C Kid two zero six. Now, if you guys notice, I didn't mention our previous uh, who was powering the podcast previously. We are under new management now. That is the uh, the source of our delay. Source the word I want. Cause that is the reason why we haven't had a show in a minute. Uh, we apologize. We were going through some things, and when I say we are under new management, I say that is a uh, Chris and I. We are <laughs> our own management now. We took the Richard Sherman route. We ain't got no no management. We I out like here. It. I like it. Anyway, Dame Dash said, "Be your own boss." So we're gonna do that. Although we do, uh, KJR does deserve a shout out. Uh, you can check the podcast out on their iHeart page. Uh, and if you're listening to that on the on if you're listening to us right now on the page, shout out to you. We need those listens. Is that all? Well, technically with iHeart, we have to send them and they'll verify kind of like iTunes. So it Uh-oh. might take maybe a week or so. But with Spreaker, we'll be on there in no time. So if you're listening to this right now, you're listening on Spreaker or what other platform is affiliated because we'll, we'll be out there. We're just it'll take some time to get the iTunes going. We got some stuff, but we're working on it. We As do, Mike tweeted. Yeah, we do. We do appreciate the love. I uh, hated not doing shows, man, especially when I was in Indy. That was perfect time. Combine, perfect time to do some shows. We got uh, people just spouting rumors about Russell Wilson going to New York. Man, that j- that could have been its own thing right there. That could have been a whole episode. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. That could have been like five episodes. Basically, how my phone was buzzing that day. Should we just get into that? Let's get right into now? it. All right. So, you guys listening, right? You guys know. Colin Cowher dropped the, the rumor that Sierra, not Russell, Sierra prefers to live in New York to, you know, boost her inter- her uh singing career because she hasn't really released a ton of music since she's been with Russ. I think she what, no albums, right? Uh she had that one song, The Level Up Joint. Uh she did um dang, what's the song that just came out? See, I can't even think oh, it's something about love. Greatest love, maybe. She just she just signed with a new entertainment agency. Like she's clearly like on the up and up with the with the business, right? So that's what she's into. So Colin's like, okay, cool. She'll uh she prefers to live in New York, so let's just talk about all these scenarios in which Russell, who I haven't heard has any interest in living there, would then demand a trade to go play for the Giants, who are an incompetent <laughs> organization and are just bad, 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 bad. I wish I was dedicated to anything in my life as uh, as dedicated uh as the Giants are to Eli Manning. Right? Like that's they're just a bad franchise, right? So there's just this huge rumor. It just consumes my day for like two, three days. I'm on the phone with people. I'm tracking people down, trying to get to the validity of it. Uh, here's the short version. There is none. <laughs> it, it, can that be? The, can I be my answer? Do I have to expand? This as pissed we, me off. As man. we discussed before we even hopped on the mics, it was just a story to run. Right now, football season is pretty – at the time, football season was pretty much dead. The combine was getting ready to start. Is, yeah, so, so it was dead time. There was nothing to talk about. You got to spend something. How many times were you and I last season, Mike – just waiting to spin something because we were waiting for news of anything we got. Yeah, we needed some content. We needed content. Colin Coward needed some content. He had a few sources. He put. I out, think he just had one source. Okay, we'll drop that. And he had ran one with source it. and ran with it. Put out what? Maybe two facts. Maybe one fact. I don't know if there were any facts in there. He put out plausible. There were there weren't any facts about the Seahawks or Russell Wilson. We'll Other than that, he was entering the last year of his contract. That that's was a, it. That's a fact. Everything else was uh, was not a fact. Uh, the Giants needed a QB. That's something. Well, duh. Every team does for the most part. <laughs> you know, uh, he'd be a bigger star in New York. Well, yes. He's also not some small star in Seattle, right? Like he's got national endorsements, local endorsements. I'm not gonna shout them all out because they ain't paying us. They're paying him. But like like those cars he just got that he posted, those his and hers, them trucks. Uh, he has an endorsement with that company. Like, come on, man, dude's got. A, he's a big deal, right? Like he's hosted award shows. Like he's pretty famous. My grandma knows what he looks like. Like, if my grandma knows what you look like and you're not a Kardashian, then you're probably pretty freaking famous, right? Yeah. Like that's it's pretty clear. So I don't think there was any facts in the, in the report. Just a bunch of five minutes of speculation to have my phone going crazy. And that's what it was about. And that's what Colin did. I can't blame him. It was newsworthy. I can. Keep that to yourself, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was chilling. Hey, I can blame him all day. We need them ratings up. I mean, I, I get it. Because, I mean, look at it. That's how we're opening our show now, right? But we wouldn't. I, I hear rumors all the time. Uh, you know, I don't just spout spout stuff. You know, I could fill some air with well, some stuff if you want me to. You're right. You don't spout stuff. But it's how you do it. The way Colin did it is probably the best way you can do it. Is it, though? Yeah, I would say. What, what would you have done differently? 
Um, uh, you mean besides not say it? <laughs> I guess beyond the obvious, besides not even mentioning it, what would you have done differently if you had that one source on some news? Well, well here's the thing, right? When you're a journalist, um, and the, the line for journalists and like commentator is kind of blurred when you have a, a show because you are there to entertain as much as you are to report things, right? And I would argue in the cases of people like even Stephen A. Smith, Colin, or, uh, you know, even Shannon and Skip, even if they do hear stuff, they're obligated, you know, Jalen and Jacoby, they're obligated to entertain first, right? They're reporters or, like, insiders kind of second, unless you're, like, a, a Mel Kuyper or, you know, Chris Haynes over at Yahoo. Like, you're you're entertaining first. That's why we put you on TV, right? So I, I, I get it from that point. But when you put a microphone in your hand, they give you a show. Or they you, I give you a pen and a, or a laptop, and I say you're an authority, authority figure on whatever topic, boxing, NFL, hockey, or whatever, like, you don't want to sensationalize things for the sake of, like, sensationalizing stuff. So that's what I would try to avoid, which is why when it did drop, I was like, man, I don't want to write about that. Because, uh, one, I was just chilling, drinking some beers with my brother at his new place. But t- the other thing is, it's like, I don't want to just be chasing down a bunch of rumors, right? Because I'll be doing that all summer. And I get it. And that situation as a writer, you don't want to report on something that nine times out of ten you know is probably not going to happen. When you saw that, you probably laughed and was like, all right. I don't want to write about well, it. Well, I don't want to regurgitate other people's hearsay, right? Because that's that's just a. Then I'm just an informed gossip columnist. Okay. All right. I don't want to do that, right? Like if Earl Thomas enrolls his kids in school in Austin, Texas, right? That I'm not gonna have the thousand words on why that means he could play for the Cowboys. No one. Yeah. Earl is from Texas. He's about to be unemployed for a brief time, right? In Seattle, so he's like, I'm gonna take my kids and put them closer to our hometown. And where they probably have other family, you know, grandparents and aunts. Close to the family, which you just alluded to. It has nothing to do with the Dallas Cowboys. Like, see, like, I don't want to be chasing stuff like that, Makes right? Sense. Or if, if, you know, some somebody tweets something, I don't want to, like, oh, did, does this mean he'll go play for the 49ers? No, man, I don't want to go do an article on that. Because you'll be doing that the whole time, and then you're just chasing stuff. You're chasing other people's stuff. If I have stuff to report, I'll report it. Yeah, Re- you don't rega- want to be the TMZ of the world. Right, like, regarding the rumor... I would say there's probably not much validity to it. Does that mean he made it up? No. When you're in co- someone like Collins' position, you don't make stuff like that up, right? And you don't you don't say something unless uh, the person that told you is okay with you putting it out there, right? He mentioned that he's like, I was sworn to secrecy on this. I wasn't sworn to secrecy. Uh, he was not sworn to secrecy on the Ru- on the Russ one and some other stuff. He has been right. So you know, if you feed Collins something, he's gonna put it out, and he makes sure to be like, okay, cool. Uh, can I put this on my show? And they'll be like, all right, go ahead. You just didn't hear it from me, right? Like, so I, I, I do get it. I wish it didn't happen because I don't really care. Because it's just also it's just a stupid team to go to, man. The Giants suck. Like, they suck. And that'd be boring. Last two seasons have been pretty bad. Uh, Yeah, well, they just run poorly. The teams who are run poorly stay bad for a while, right? Maybe you have a good season here and there, like Buffalo or Jacksonville just had a really good one. And then what happened? Didn't get a quarterback. Because they are run poorly. Like, when you're, you know, the Browns. Watch them. Would they win seven games? Seven, eight, and one. Yeah. I have no faith that they'll expand upon that, right? Because they are run poorly. Like if you run poorly, you find ways to lose, right? Like people write that about you know teams that suck. Like they find new ways to lose, right? Because <laughs> the good teams do the exact opposite, right? Find ways to win. Whether that's ownership, general manager, president, you know, like look at the Broncos, right? They can't find a quarterback. Why? Because Elway doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> you know, like you don't want to. Like Russell is aware of that. You don't want to f- go to the the, the bad organizations and I, I will say this because a lot of people speculated that okay his agent leaked that to get some leverage in the negotiations I do not believe that to be true I can like confidently say I don't I don't know 100% but I can confidently say that I don't believe it to be true like I don't have the fact 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 but I got the fact fact does that help it does help if he were to go to the Giants it's a big market that would be the one reason why but other than that He's in a market right now where it's pretty good and big, and he's making all types of money. What would he really be getting out of it with the New York Giants? Well, here's the other thing, right? Like, it's the NFL. This is the other part, like, I like to remind people in sports. Like, if you want to be famous in the NFL, you just need to be a quarterback, right? And you'll be famous, good or bad, right? Nathan Peterman's famous as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you could be famous. Like, it, the market does have, like, an impact, but, like, stardom is hard to hide. 
right? Like people, I remind people that in the NBA as well, like with like a Damian Lillard or like a Giannis. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Want to you know go somewhere else, you know, so they can be more famous in a bigger market. Man, Russell Westbrook's famous as hell. <laughs> yep, he's playing Oklahoma City, right? Giannis is famous as hell. Like you look at the fan votes from um. The All Star. Look how many Giannis got. Right, he's very. He's probably probably the highest selling jersey this year, or top five probably. Him and that Luca cat. You know, like if you're famous, you'll get out there one way or another. Like Juju Smith's famous as hell, right? Like, and that's no one considers that like a huge, huge, huge market like L.A., Boston, New York, Chicago, or something like that. So, man, that rumor's so making you mad, making your blood boil. Yeah, man. Shout out to Colin for dropping some some, I guess, news if you want to say it. Yeah, no, I, no, that's not news. <laughs> uh, there's a Drake line where uh, I can't remember the name of the song. It's on, it's on Views though. He was like, uh, "If they don't have a story, they'll make one." Facts. Oh, that's a nine. I think that's on nine. To flip it upside down, it's a yep. nine now. That's a really stupid hook, but it's catchy. <laughs> yeah, a six upside down is not really. It's a backwards nine. I don't know. Drake's stupid uh, for that line. But yeah, he's right though. If we don't have something, we will make something. I don't want to be in the business of making something. No, I, I. Understand that I don't. You writing don't that story was probably just like why. Well, then I turned it into something about off-season leaks because what I have learned in this business is that if something comes out, yes, yeah, probably the agent or some like GM or something like that leaking something with an agenda. Like they want you, people to know this, but they don't want to know that it came from them. You see it all the time. You know, I, I like to think uh, since we'll stay on the topic of Seahawks. You remember those uh that piece the Seth Wickersham joint from ESPN to detail how the defensive players didn't really like Russell because he's treated. You know, like, uh, or the there was another one from just this last off season about uh, same topic, the demise of the Seahawks dynasty that never was. I think it was uh, Sports Illustrated that did that, right? Like, if you really pay attention to what happened after those stories came out, a lot of people didn't like denounce things. I think I've said this on the show before. People didn't come out and say that stuff wasn't true. They were just kind of dismissive of the media in general or anonymous sources. Yeah, people like danced around like the actual details. Bennett made jokes, right? He was like, oh, yeah. When I was quarterback and six years old, I got more juice boxes than the other kids. Yeah, of course quarterbacks get treated differently. Duh, Tom Brady gets treated differently. He's he's validating the article more than he's dismissing it, right? Like, Doug didn't dismiss it. Pete didn't really. They dismissed, like, elements of it, like, oh, did the defense hate Russell? Of course no one's going to come out and say that publicly, right? That's why you have anonymous sources. But I've been in this business for a little bit. I'm only 26, but still. <laughs> Yo. The, we don't make this stuff up, right? It comes from somewhere who wanted us to know this for a reason. That did not necessarily make everything true, but it means like it came out with a purpose, right? If someone had the narrative like, hey, Russ, Richard Sherman can't get over the loss of the, the Super Bowl 49, and it's having him and the defense are having, they feel a way about how Russell is treated, right? Whether that is true or not, I, I believe it to be, by the way. Um, whether it's true or not, someone put it out there for us to think is true and that you can't ignore that so that's the other thing that's the only thing i think is noteworthy about the colin coward russell wilson thing someone put it out there because they want us to think it's true whether it is true or not someone did that and we had, and then if you want to figure out why and who good luck read a nancy drew book or watch some sherlock holmes movies and figure it out but that part can't be ignored that makes sense it makes sense i get it i get both sides i understand it from a journalist perspective, I understand it from a TMZ side where you just got to get breaking news and push it out. You don't care what happens next. You just yeah. want to get the clicks. I get and, both sides. And even then, they, they TMZ don't really make stuff up, but they sourced. And they also, you know, they, 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 do, they do things, they do to, things that make to, you to get their information, <laughs> and they they damn damn good at it. Maybe we should have, like, a rumor section. You want to start a rumor oh, real quick? Man. Rumor report, Seahawks, man. Yeah, man. you want to start a Seahawks <laughs> rumor? I should start a Seahawks rumor, man, that, that uh, Adidas is, like, targeting Pete Carroll, so... <laughs> To have is taking him from Nike, you know, because he got the Air Monarchs. Yeah, let's go with that. I'm gonna throw that out there right now. How about this? Speaking of rumors, there's a rumor that you weren't a fan of the Combine and your first actual <sighs> time down there, Mike. Break that down yeah, for oh, the listeners, man. What's man, up? look here. So I was a fan of being at the Combine. Okay. Because right? I got to be. I got to meet a bunch of other black journalists from the National Association of Black Journalists. I got to hang out with all my coworkers from the Athletic who cover NFL teams. I think of the 32 people who cover NFL teams, I think in person I've met like six, maybe. And we're all coworkers, though. You know, I think I met Kevin in Chicago before, uh, Joe in Charlotte, Nate in Kansas City, Nikki in Denver. You know, like I've met, I'm leaving somebody. Oh, Chris in Detroit, I think. No, I met him. So, like, but other than that, you know, I don't really meet a lot of people. 
Uh, I didn't even get a chance to meet everyone, but like that was cool. Uh, Indy is freezing cold, right? But they have the air. They have like sky bridges to walk around downtown that are heated, so you don't have to walk outside. That was cool. Uh, that was that probably was about it though. <laughs> that 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 was because I didn't get to watch nothing. I didn't watch no forties. Yeah, you everyone listening to this watched more forties than I did. I've seen like three forties, and that was all on Twitter. But you watched more bench press than anybody. I watched like a few receivers do the bench press, and I was like, "This is creepy. This is just weird, right?" It's like, yeah. and it was like dead silent in there, and then there'd be like some cheering and some clapping, but it would be like so awkward because they announced the time, what, how many you did right after, right? So let's say you go up there. First dude I seen did twelve. Next thing, next dude did nineteen, I think. Then dude after that did like eight. Then the next dude did like twenty-seven. Uh, that was the kid from Arizona State, uh, Nikel something. Right, but it was just like if you think about it, there's no real reason to announce that, you know. I think I might have said this on the radio too, because the people, the people who need the information are gonna get it. Regardless, you don't have to announce it over the loudspeaker. Oh, he did 19, and then everyone like applies at how strong people are. Like that was creepy, so I stopped watching that. I did want to see the Metcalf kid. You know how many he did? No, I do not. No, he had to do like a hundred, man. That dude's so <laughs> strong, dog. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that while we're talking. Like that part was whack. The interviews at this point, right? I did a story um, about Ford Sports Performance. You know, Tracy Ford up there in Bellevue. Yep. He, like, trains kids to do the combine. Like, like he has, like, a combine prep program, right? And that's there's plenty of combine-specific programs all over the place. Kids train for this stuff. And it's not that they just train to do the 40 and the bench press. They train for the interviews. They train for, like, the podium. They train for the off-the-wall questions that teams are going to give you in those 15-minute sessions, right? He did 27 reps. 27? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a lot. It's too many. He's going to get drafted to the first round. <laughs> He's going to get drafted to, like, top ten. Some team's going to reach. And I don't know how good he is. I didn't, never even seen him really do anything. But Really strong hands. I say that much. Man, the way we obsess over, like, hand size and, like, I remember some dude was telling me, he was like, yeah, man, now that Kyler Murray's 5'10", you know, he, he'll go, you know, he'll go, like, probably number one. I said, now that he's 5'10"? Would you, <laughs> what do you mean, now that he's 5'10"? Have you not seen him play? Did he just get 5'10"? Like, what do you mean? Like, dog, see how weird this is? Like, how big are his, how big are his hands? It was just, I mean, I think hand size does matter for quarterbacks, receivers. To hold the ball I actually do think, sacked. I think it does matter, like, but... You can have big hands. If you can't throw, it doesn't really matter. Right? If you have big hands and you can't catch, what good does it do? Everything comes down to, like, talent and, and like, work ethic and kind of accountability as well. Like, that, those are the things that matters, right? Like, can you ball on the field? And can you be held accountable for your actions? That's I guess another one huge. I think is pretty important is your speed and that 40. I think that depends on the player because the bigger guys, they don't pick up speed until they get past the 40. They slow down after mm. around 60. But if you're six three, you know two forty, running a four five, okay, you got quickness. Mm-hmm. That's scary. But you also know, like you ran track. I, mean, yeah. I ran track too. You ran a lot longer and faster. But you know, like practice speed, which is effectively what the combine is like practice, right? Or running in your underwear is different than game pads. day game day speed or like an actual race. If you want to make it more realistic, you throw on the pad, put pads you, on them, and then you can see. Okay, with pads on, he is running a four four. That guy is really fast because yeah. it changes. With pads, it's a little heavy. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. First year in football, I said, dang, I'm up to 137 now. It's really <laughs> good. I, <laughs> I put on some weight. But that would be – that would be. I mean, there can always be changes. I mean, let me ask you this. What are some of the changes based on what you saw? How would you make the combine for viewers that are actually there live, how would you make it more or less weird and more interesting to see prospects going into the next level? Because you did mention it's more about – ethics and can you play this game yeah see i don't know i mean i would take the information like i want to see how fast a dude is i have him run like i get like at its core like i want to see okay i want to see how strong all the prospects are how can we test their strength okay let's have him do a bench press so i understand like at, at the at its core we've just turned the combine into like a spectacle it's a tv show right and a t- what do tv shows need they need they need characters and what does each character need Characters need narratives. Like, like it's a TV show. TV shows need characters and narratives. You know, so what do you do? What do you create one? Okay, uh, um, who, Kyler Murray. Let's create a narrative about sure. his, his, his height and yeah, his hand size. Or, it. you know, uh, I can't think of some other guys in the past, but, like, how, how heavy someone is, right? Or, like, how is he going to handle the interviews, you know, or whatever it's going to be. Like, you create something because that's, it's a TV show at the end of the day. If it wasn't, you know, maybe that's the answer. Don't televise it. Don't televise it. Just let it happen. Let reporters go. Let teams go. And let them write accordingly. Yep. And that's that. No yep. video, right? No. 
Okay. Don't. I mean, what do you think would happen? Let's say you do that. Let's say the NFL PA is like, Mike, we have an idea. We want you to we want you to try this out. What do you think? And you go with it, and you say, all right, no television, no media can use their phones. What do you think the reaction would be when everyone's reading in the paper? DK Metcalf did 27 reps in the bench press, or such and such player ran a 4-3-4, et cetera, et cetera. How does that change from what's going on today? How's it change? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I mean, it would obviously change because uh, people would be re- more reliant on our information as opposed to their own eyes. Okay. Uh, which is, I wouldn't mind that. I like being an expert on things. So I think that would be cool. That would be a big part of it as well. But I think it would be less of a spectacle um, than like it is now. Because now it really just is like, I want to see the 40 times in the bench That's press. Really, the, I think the majority of viewers are watching it because they want to see who the fastest guy is. Yeah. And then you have the fastest guy, and then he plays two games in the NFL. As if that matters, right? Like, before the combine, maybe it was during, it was like, oh, the Bengals are trying to get rid of John Ross. It's like, well, he was the fastest he man alive. He didn't couple. even play. <laughs> yeah, like, I think he did he play. Did play. But he got but hurt, but the thing is. He was on a that, bad that, team, that, too. That proves your point. I mean, John Ross can be the fastest guy in the NFL, but if he doesn't see the field, what good does it matter? You drafted a guy that doesn't even play. Right, and I think the other problem with the combine is we use it too much to project how, uh, good a how a guy's going to okay. be, where it's just like, okay, he, he's strong. Okay, cool, but we'll – Will he be able to maintain this weight, or will he have to know how to use that strength at the, at, in the games? Because the games are what matters, right? Yeah. Like I do get the point of testing their speed. Like I do need to see, all right, how well does the lineman move in this shuttle drill? Like the position drills are probably most more important than anything, especially the receivers. It's because their job is pretty. Like obviously, route running and stuff matters, but like it's pretty binary. You drop this ball, I'm not gonna draft you. You can't catch. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> someone, someone. I'm, I'm making fun of someone. I don't know who it is, but it was some reporter, actually John Snyder, I think. It was like, how, where, where does how impactful oh, is? Yeah, they was like, how impactful is like drop, you know, drops for receivers in terms of like how you evaluate you them. You don't catch the ball. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I forget who was standing next to me. I'm just like, that was a stupid question. Like, I if you drop the ball, you won't get drafted. It's funny. I was doing clips for the radio show, and I heard that question. I said, who, who asked that? That is really not a good question. If you don't catch well, the ball, you have no place in the league. There's so many dumb questions getting asked there. There was like, there was some some guy. I, th- I don't know where he was from. What outlet? He was going around asking each prospect like, "Hey, I got some rapid fire questions for you. Like, what are your favorite shoes? Uh, what are your?" He was asking every guy like, "What are your favorite shoes? Uh, do a start sit trade." Uh, he did it. He did it with James Williams from Wazoo. He did a start sit trade. He was like Jerry Rice. Randy Moss and um, Larry Fitzgerald and James was like, "What? Start set trade?" And it was just like, "Uh," I, and then he answered it, but it was just weird. One girl from Carolina asked him, "Like, you know, how fast does the Panther run?" A few things wrong with this. There's it's no just, context. It's just a waste of time. <laughs> Not even the questions aren't even like inappropriate. It's just like a waste of time. Like someone asked Kyler Murray how much he loves football. It's just like, really? What? I don't, more I than this you over baseball. What do you want me to say? Yeah, I, I just like I'm like more than you probably like uh, enough to risk like CTE to go do it and like come on like it, the qu- the questions were not like great. Like I I'm glad I wasn't there like actually covering covering the combine. Like I wrote some things, but like I wasn't like digging into the prospects themselves too much because I would have just took I wouldn't have took it seriously at all. I would not that I would have wrote bad things, but I would have went up there and asked them stuff like, "Hey man, what do you think?" of you know something so random like is a hot dog a sandwich and just like move them up my draft board based on their answer that was a great answer you are now your first round pick all right yeah i would i would have ranked all the guys by their names like how how cool their name is like the dude named debo he had been high up there i just found out there's a dude named greedy greedy williams i think is his name uh i encourage you after we're done recording to look up the 2018 ncaa Best college football names. You will be. It, it is amazing. There are some oh, really interesting names. I like I that. read that going into the season last year, and I was blown away by the names these parents come up with. Some are really cool, and then others you go, there's no future for this kid. Unless <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even trying to be mean. If you, I'll put it this way. If they look at your name on a resume, and it don't. It just it just don't come off right, and it don't seem right, they're just going to throw it in the trash, bro. Yo, I think I've been I've been into names for a long time. Uh, I mean, I have five of them. Yeah, it's very <laughs> like bonus points for anybody listening who can who know what my other two are. Because <laughs> uh, obviously Michael Sean and then my last name. So let's see if anyone can figure those out. Bonus points for whoever uh, you get a shout out. Definitely if you could figure those out. Um, but I think when I was covering Idaho and the, they're in the Sun Belt, right? I, I was so into names back then that I like talked 
the the guy who runs like the PR or something for this for them to release like an all name like all conference name team like a first team all name and that's kind of what they do for the NCAA they give you a, that's basically what they do it's pretty cool yeah it was dope it was just basically because like I tweeted and was like dude we should have an all name team because there was like some dude whose name was like Cash Idaho had a dude named Colton Thrasher like it was amazing okay, I get Colton Thrasher the last name is dope Thrasher I mean you gotta add some spe- you gotta add something to it I can't maybe I can find the list while while we're on here but like. That was like dope, cause I mean that's how seriously I take it though. Like I found out there was a dude named Rock Yasin. I was like, oh, Seahawks should draft him. His name's Rock. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> Amon Ara. Um, what's his name? Ah oh, man, I can't get his name right. Amon Ra, I think it is. Oh, that's good. Amon Ra. I was like, wow. The Seahawks draft all the dudes with the dope names. That's... I don't care if you play well. Your name is dope. I mean, if, you're at, if you're at the combine, you probably don't suck. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a kid at the combine. That's for a good the way to put it. For for the most, I mean, there probably were some kids there who suck. But it's just like we decide that they suck based on what they do at the combine, and that's not fair. It's more it's film, film more than anything. That's exactly what you're gonna point at. And the it's interviews, film, and can you answer some questions? Are you? Well, it's what you learn from the questions. That's what the Seahawks get out of it. It's what they learn from that. Like you need to be able to project. Like can you explain an answer? How about yeah? That? Can well, how do you react to something weird? Or maybe if I ask you something inappropriate, are you gonna yell at me? Like, cause that's gonna happen to you on the field. Like, are you gonna are you gonna <laughs> get a person? For real though, are you gonna get a fifteen yard penalty if someone says something racially insensitive to you? I guess this is to say racist to you. You know, it's always hilarious when you hear the players cursing at each other and the mics are on the player. Mm-hmm. It's just hilarious. Like you gotta like I can see like from that from that standpoint, and also you're projecting depending on where you plan on picking a kid. Like, look, kid, we're about to give you about. $20 million. You're 22 years old. I need to know that you're not going to buy a Porsche, uh, wreck it into you know a pole because you're speeding because you're a rich kid now, or you're not going to invest in your cousin's rap career and like you know blow all your money off and then be all distracted during the season, or you're not going to go get a bunch of girls pregnant uh, and be overly stressed. Like There's so many factors when you give 22-year-olds not a, little, a job, let alone a million dollars to do said job. Oh, right. Yeah. Like there's a lot of factors. So I would kind of dig into their. I would do a lot of research, actually, on their personalities for all my first round picks, second round picks, third round picks. I would definitely do that. Because like I think when the Seahawks drafted Earl, he was like 20. You, you know, hear a cool name just to get off real quick on it. Go ahead. Oh, well, if you find a list of names. Oh, I found it. OK. Yeah. One of them is Bryce Swackhammer. Swackhammer. Ooh, what a name. Oh, I like that. Jet Duffy. Oh, his last name is Duffy. D-U-F-F-E-Y. Oh, that's hard. What else we got? We got, let's see. We're going to go to the Big Ten Conference, Legend Brombaugh. There's a dude named Legend? Come on, man. Quarterback. Oh, the quarterback's name is Legend? We got Eddie McDoom. McDoom? I'm about to drop McDoom on y'all, man. Bro, they making these up. (laughs) These are fire. Mac Hippenhammer. Hippenhammer? The first name Mac alone. That just Yeah, being being named Mac is dope. Let's see. Mac is dope. This is the best one. Django Glacken. <laughs> no, wait, what? Say this again? Django Glacken, Northwestern. Django? J-A-N-G-O. So like the movie. You know, without the D. But Django. Th- th- is it, yeah, what? Is a brother named Django? Man, I don't know if he's a brother, but his last name is Glacken. Uh, I'm going to Google him real quick. It's, it's guaranteed. That, that they, uh, not guaranteed. And they, and they do it by conference. I mean, that's the cool thing. They go through each conference, find the best names. You got Mid-American Conference. Let's see here. You got Johan, Johannes Tyler. So it's Yo, Y-O, capital H-E-I-N-Z, Johannes. Okay, I was wrong about Django. Why, dude? I was real wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh, I got that real, real wrong. He don't look like no Django. Oh, that must have been real awkward when that movie came out and was hot. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I'm gonna show you this picture a little bit. Oh yeah, got that wrong. But you got Soso Jamabo. Someone's name is Soso. S O S O man. Like Jermaine Dupree's label. And this is in the Pac-12 conference. Huh? I ain't heard of these. You got My King Johnson. M Y Dash King Johnson. Oh, okay. He gotta be black. He let me, black. Go- oh, let me Google. Let question. me Google him. I don't be knowing, but uh, oh yeah, he came up fast. Let's see here. Oh man, he got. Yep, yep, yep. That's brother. And you got Jet Toner out of Stanford. Okay, I didn't know that. I did know him. And here's one more before we move on. Thunder Keck out of Stanford, linebacker. Your name is Thunder. Boy, you better be hitting folks every play, man. I don't oh. care. What was his uh what was what's his last name? Keck. How you spell K E C K. Okay, let's uh let's 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, I lied. One more. Sorry. D B. His name is Javelin. What? He's in the wrong sport. 
I can see track track don't pay. Track well, don't pay. Let's get back to some football though. Sorry but, guys, we had to, we had to go up on a little tangent on those names. But that's how serious I would take the combine, man. No, like, I feel you. I mean, I, I also I don't care about the draft, so I'm the wrong person to send to the combine. I don't care about the draft at all. <laughs> I don't care about the lead up to the draft because I know what I don't know, and what I don't know is how good some random linebacker at Michigan will be if the Bengals draft him, right? Like I just don't know. Here's things we do know regarding the Seahawks. Frank Kirk is probably going to return. I would say the probability of that is 99.9%. Earl yes. Thomas is 99.9% not going to be a Seahawk. Yes. That is, we're just going to put that out there right now because there are some reports coming out about no- negotiations with Frank Clark. They're getting near, they're happening, et cetera, et cetera. While we don't, do you have the money on that, Mike? Well, okay, so can can I do this real quick? I'm Absolutely. not gonna I'm not gonna like. Uh, uh, can we cuss on here? No, I'm not gonna cuss. No, I'll just I'll just not. Uh, I'm not gonna like crap on other reporters who are obviously more like plugged in than than I am. But like, I saw some reports over the week that were just like they didn't, they didn't have nothing. Like it was like you had something but you didn't really have nothing. Like one of them was like, and this is the homie who reported this one. I think it was like Earl wants to be the highest paid safety. In the league, and he's not gonna get the Cowboys a discount. Uh, duh. <laughs> Y'all been listening to Earl the past two years? <laughs> he was like, bro, he talked about Eric Berry's contract multiple occasions, said he's gonna, he wants to be paid adequately for his services. Like, he's, he's made it very clear what he wants. Like, so, that, but then, like, I saw him trending on Twitter, and I was like, where's the article? Clicked on it, I was like, oh, well, duh. You thought he was gonna get the Cowboys a discount? Come on now. Like he basically flipped the Cowboys off too. Remember he picked off Dak twice, I think, yeah. and then he took a, took down. a bow, like, and then and then dissed them after the game. And you guys thought he was gonna give them a, a, a bargain? What's wrong with like you know like so? I'm sure who wrote that was very plugged in, you know. But it's just like that wasn't really nothing. Same thing on the report. It's like oh the Seahawks and uh, Frank Clark's people are progressing on talks. Well yeah man. Every agent in the in the league was there. They have an agent meeting on Friday. It's an all-day agent seminar, right? That's mandatory for all NFL agents. Of course they talked to every team there and every guy, and of course they progressed in some talks, right? Like, I guess the progressive part is the part that's newsy, I guess, but it wasn't no blockbuster joint. Oh, shoot, I could have told you that. Yeah. You know, like. That 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 that's 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 what I didn't like. So those guys are all plugged in, and uh, they have their they have their sources, and they're writing good stuff. But like, we didn't really learn nothing groundbreaking, you know, other than like how confident Pete Carroll and John Snyder were that like, oh, you know, Frank's gonna be on the team next year, you know. What about Earl? What Earl? Who? You know, like <laughs> that's basically how Pete and John was like, like Earl. Which one is that? Oh him? Uh, yeah, no, no, we're letting him go. You know, it. What about Frank? Oh yeah, Frank. We love Frank. Like you know, they were very communication's great with Frank. By the way, yeah, they were really clear. Like that that part, and then they were just like normally vague on everyone else. Like DJ Fluker. Uh, we'll see. J.R. Sweezy. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we didn't talk much about Justin Coleman. I asked Schneider about it. He heard the question wrong and answered it wrong. Yeah, answered it wrong, <laughs> and then I just let it rock. Uh, like is Cam gonna be on the team? No. no. Uh, who else? I miss anybody? KJ. KJ. We're we waiting. don't know. You know, like, we didn't learn much. Like, nothing really. And you have to remember, mm-hmm. this is the combine. It's for the guys coming in. Yes, it'll clear up spaces for other players, but na- mainly they're looking at the guys that they want to bring to the team and how they can help. Well, they do They do meet with the agents. So it's like there's two types of reporters that really, like, benefit from there. If you're a co- guy covering college and you're, like, following these prospects and that, that's you – or if like you're you're an NFL guy like me and your general manager and your coach are going to be available at the combine, because you guys don't notice John Snyder doesn't talk. He does some little meaningless radio show before games, but mostly he talks at the draft, like like three or four days before. He talks each day after the draft, and he talks at the combine, and maybe the owners meetings. That's four, three or four times a year, and that's it. As opposed to like you can get like some GMs after games, like you can get like Jerry Jones after a game. You know, we don't we don't got it like that. So, yeah, there's some value uh, in being there for that. But unless you really care about the draft, which I don't, then it's not useful. Like, I don't I don't care about the lead up to the draft because I just don't know anything about who's going to be good. Like, we all think we know who's going to be good. Like, look, you think with these quarterbacks going to be great. And like, you don't really get points beforehand if you were right. No one no one applauds you if you're right. Like, if I'm like Chris. This uh, what's this uh kid's name that I think the Seahawks are gonna draft or could draft this Nasir Adderley kid Adderley I think he's a safety out of Delaware, right? If I if all podcasts I'm like, yep, they're gonna do that, they're gonna do that, they're gonna do that, they're gonna do that. He's gonna be great, he's gonna be great, he's gonna be great. 
I would maybe get some love from like a few people like in passing or maybe on Twitter. But let me say that they should take, you know, all year I'm like, they should take Bryce Love. 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 He's going to be great. They take Bryce Love. Bryce Love sucks. You know what I'm going to hear about? Mike, Mike, you got that wrong. <laughs> That's how it works. So that the, all the effort that people put in to be like, to kind of feel like, oh, they're going to draft this guy. I think they're going to draft this guy. The Seahawks met with him, so they'll probably draft him. No one, no one gives you them roses, man. They just throw, they throw tomatoes when you're wrong. That's what it's about now. You got to toot your own horn when you're wrong, but a lot of people, or when you're right, you got to toot your own horn when you're right. But people will, they'll, they'll bring out the tomatoes when you're wrong and fire them at you. So it's just not even really worth it for me to. I pay an attention, obviously, because I'm, you know, it's part of the job. But I just don't care that. We much. have proof of that on the Instagram page, the C, Seattle C, C Chalks. We did our twelve bowl predictions. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We got lit up for some of our predictions. Half right. of them came right. Yeah, so what, we did six each, I think? Yeah, we did 12 total. Right. So let's say we each got six or uh, three three right, three wrong, right? Yeah. We're, we're going to hear about, about the, the wrong. wrong ones. Oh, man. Th- that's going to be a very vocal crowd there. Perfect example. Go look on that Instagram. It's Seattle, the letter C. I think it's Hawks or Chalks. Yeah, I think we got I, lit I, I read it as C Chalks. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, we got lit up. I was like, Mike, they are not filling our total predictions. Granted, half of them came correct. We were good on those. But, man, that's a perfect example. Of us project, projecting what's going to happen for that 2018 season, we got some wrong, absolutely. Like, for example, Mike had Brandon Marshall doing some things that... See? See? <laughs> See that? You just wanted to do that. You just wanted to do that. But, like, there's a oh. whole Twitter account dedicated to old takes being exposed, right? Oh, man. If we make it on there, we are in trouble because right. we don't have some but, old but takes. But think about that. There's not, uh, As far as I know, there's not an account dedicated to, like, old takes that were, like, right on the money. Oh, of course. Right. Why and would if, they? And if there was, it's not nearly as popular as the old takes exposed. It's all account. about you saying these things. We want to get wrong. you wrong. Yep. We want to get you, we want to get Trendil for saying that the Patriots are done. Remember they lost? They got smacked yeah. by the Chiefs like four years ago. On like they were like two and two through week four, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. I think I mean, they beat hell, the Falcons. They that year. lost to the Dolphins because Gronk couldn't make a tackle. Took yeah, a bad it's angle. Like, is the Patriots <laughs> dynasty done? Like you're never gonna. I have a, real, a good friend who's a Patriots fan. Uh, I talked to him a lot. Like. About the Patriots, and it's interesting. It's like, yo, the, you, no one's gonna remember that you were the person to predict that the Patriots dynasty is done, right? There's no point in trying to get ahead of it because when it happens, we'll all just know. Yeah, we'll all know. And we'll all talk about it at the same time. No one's gonna get credit for being first, right? No one's gonna have the source. Oh, the Patriots dynasty's done. Reported by me. No, man, Brady's gonna suck, and we'll all know because it'll be on TV. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> thing with the draft, right? Like all the people. If you if you could have swore Patrick Peterson was gonna be good, good for you, man. You know who's getting attention? People who said he was going to suck. Yeah. Like all the people who said Cam Newton was going to suck or like that he wouldn't be as good as Blaine Gabbert. Those people are remembered who said he was going to suck. Not the people who swore Cam was going to be great. I said Tyler Lock would have a great season. Are y'all hitting me saying congratulations, no, Chris? Because no. no one cares. Exactly. If I said Tyler Lock was going to suck and he cooked, I my Twitter would not. I don't know if I'd be able to rest to this day. Yeah, man, because that's how it works. Like, no, I get it though. So I don't. That's why I don't invest in the draft that much. Gotcha. Like it's just not. Plus, I don't watch college football. That's oh. the other thing because I don't like them watching them play for free. Like I, I watch every once in a while, and like I'm aware of like that Bama's good and that you know Dabo Sweeney's cracked the Nick Saban code. Other than that, I don't really care. And I watch Wazoo because we won 11 games. You know who didn't win 11 games? The Huskies. All right, we we are going go Cougs. By the way, I just uh, throw throw throwing that part out there. One more Seahawk edition, Malik McDowell. There there's oh, some we news. we did kind of learn about Malik. McDowell. There, there's some news on that, Mike. Break it down for the it, folks. Man. Oh, this is this is this might take me a while. I'm gonna try to do this real succinctly. Malik McDowell is no longer on the team. I mean, I don't. Did, did you think he really wanted to be in Seattle at some point in time? Did you get a feeling that maybe the guy? Man, I've talked to Malik two times in my whole life. Ooh, three that does not three, help. Three times. That's probably help. three more than a lot of people. But <laughs> I talked to him. When he got drafted on a phone call, uh, rookie minicamp, first day of rookie minicamp, and then I talked to him in the locker room like once, and his, yeah, and that was it. He's like his his he could tell like he had been in the accident because his face was messed up, kind of swollen, but that was it. And Not much you can do. Nope. So I don't I don't know what dude thinks about anything. I know he has a really nice gold chain. That that that's because he wore it on the first day of camp, and I was like, wow, he is flexing. <laughs> like oh, good, good for him. So he's not on the team anymore. The Seahawks don't think that he can play. Like they don't think medically that he'll be able like, cleared, cleared yeah. to play. Okay. Uh, if he's been released, which has been reported, then then you know that means that his people are thinking that hey, maybe some other team will clear him to play and he'll play. But there's kind of no guarantee of that. There's just he'll never play for the Seahawks. I think we all knew that. Did you know that? I I how do I word word this? 
once the injury happened so long ago, there was question if he would play. I said that year he probably wasn't coming back based on all the information we were given and Pete Cross, you say, doesn't give anything. He doesn't say anything about that. We right? had no indication that he would be with the team. That alone says, how are you going to play if not with the team? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> so we did kind of, I guess, learn that. But yeah. then John Snyder was like, yeah, man, I can't talk about it. Because they can't. Like, for those who don't know, I was like, cut you off real quick. No, you're good. The Seahawks can't talk about it. I can't really get into why they can't talk about it because, that, one, I'm not 100% enough to say it. See, this is why you don't just throw rumors and speculation <laughs> out there. See how responsible I just acted? That was a dig. That was a dig. Um, but they just can't, right? They they're, And they're not going to. So I can't get into why, but just know that there's not going to be a lot of information coming out about the whole Malik situation. Other than that, he's not on the team. Mike's question about did I know that he was not going to be on the team? Pretty much, yeah. I didn't see how they were going to make it work. There was a lot going on, not enough information. He's been out for a whole year. Well, here's what I would ask some I, fans or something like that. Did you even still care? <laughs> you know, that's the other I thing. guess that really just sums it up. Yeah, did, like, you even, did you know he was gone? Yeah, who was even thinking about it? I don't even know how he came up at the combine. <laughs> I have to go look at the transcript. Who asked that? Because <laughs> like, for a while, it was me asking about Malik. Every every time at training camp. I wanted to get Art Teal to do it. Uh, and He was too scared. So, yeah. Shame <laughs> on you, Art. Uh, and... He never, you know, and no one ever did. So I don't even remember who who brought it up because, like, I don't, I stopped thinking about it, you know, as everyone else probably did. That yeah. was probably the only closest thing we learned. But anything other than that, John Schneider still has like a really cool beard, you know. That's it. One thing we're gonna keep going is our Twitter questions. We might have been gone for a little bit, but oh yeah, we definitely ain't gonna we definitely stop gonna, showing love. We definitely gonna keep doing that. So we got a few today. The first one is from Corbin McDonald. What's up, Corb? He wants to know if Mike can beat Andre Dillard in a race. So that's that's Wazoo left tackle Andre Dillard. Oh man, he got some feet on him too. He can. What move. did he run? I didn't even. I think it was sub five. Sub five. Yeah, that's a big boy. I've never run a forty in my life. I used to run track and I used to run the fifty. Uh, can you find the, the, the exact what he, what he what he ran? I can definitely do that for you. But just answer the question, Mike. Without hearing his time, do you think you can beat him? Shouldn't I hear his time first? No, you, you're not confident. What you mean? He's a professional athlete. What are you? Not a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I ain't no professional athlete. I am Mike Dugar, yeah, a man, reporter, I, okay? We, we I'm play, a journalist, we man. We play flag football on the weekends, but, like, I ain't <laughs> no professional athlete. Like, Andre probably trained his whole, the last, like, two, he probably dedicated the last, like, two months of his life to run that 40 twice, you know? Like, I ain't never ran a 40 in my life. So, unless I'm an Olympic sprinter, I think it would, even if he's a big dude and I'm not a big dude. It's just off the rip that I'm faster than him. He ran a... That'd be messed up. No. <laughs> I thought it said 440. I was about to say, dude, he's faster than Shaquille Griffin. Or Shaquem. Okay. Let's, yeah, let let's, me know what he ran. Let's, let's do I, this. I'll he tell ran 4.96, sub 5. I don't think I'm running a sub 540. Are you? I've never ran one. I am definitely running under five seconds. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm quick. I am getting out. You are there. really fast. You ran I'd track. Pro- I probably ran. I probably run a four seven or something. I think. Really? What do you think I'd run? I don't know, Mike. You be running like you're hurt sometimes. I don't know, man. But I'm you, not slow. Hang on. When did, when did I say you were slow? Oh, uh, I just said you be running like you're hurt. I don't. You probably run about four eight. Uh, yeah. See, I've never ran a forty, so I don't. I don't know. We I'll, could all just do this, Mike. We could really. We you want to run one on Saturday? We got to have someone time it. And these cats, man, I don't know if they'd be paying attention, bro. I'm not trying to have them say, bro, I got you at five seconds and someone else got me at four nine. I don't have time for that. Okay. We need, we actually need someone that has the, the coordination to stop it. At the, I don't know. We could, Mike. If you want to yeah, do it, I'll do it. I'll, I'll run a 40. I'm going to have to really stretch, though, because I'm going to have to sprint. So I don't know. I don't think I, I mean, if you think I, I don't think I'd beat him. I didn't say you would, but okay, that's good, Mike. What did he run again? Four nine six. You know what? I might be able to beat that. I might be able to beat that. Hey, I ain't mad at you, man. I hate being the guy that like thinks I could do something better than well, some of these just, guys, though. It's just running. It is just running. Though. Everyone can run. You, you didn't say you can stop a 300-pound lineman from getting to your quarterback. You never said You're that. You're right. <laughs> I am going to roll with that. And the last one we got is from a, a listener we've always that rocked with us. Oh, can I add something real quick? Yes. I would definitely beat Corbin in a race. <laughs> I'd for sure do that. <laughs> I'd 100% do that. Well, then, that I guess that's all we need to add, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. We got one more from Ryan Turner at Turns44. He wanted to know, who in Indy were you pleasantly surprised to meet? Hmm. 
What do you, did, that's a, oh, I should ask him for clarification. Like a player? How about this? Player and coach. Uh, or even owners that you might have ran into. Because I'm sure you ran into a couple people out there. Give your three. Uh, player, coach, and if an owner you ran into, you're like, oh, this guy's really cool. Or in this situation, surprise to me. Oh, that's a good one. I really liked talking to the Debo Samuel kid. Debo Samuel, okay. Where's he? That was he's a receiver, right, from um, South Carolina, I want to say. Uh, that was really interesting, mostly because like it's, it's funny we were talking about names. He like is one of the people like, look, you guys are uh, gonna get my name. No, 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 sorry, excuse me. Uh, it's a different kid. He, people keep pronouncing his name wrong. Cleveland. It's Cleveland Farrell, I think. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I do not, Mike, you have but no idea? you are intrigued, and you have me intrigued. Well, like, three people got his name wrong at the uh, combine, and he was like, yeah, he's from, oh, DN from Clemson. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seahawks. Take yeah, note. See, like, if you Google him right now, there's an AP story about the fact that people get his name wrong. Wow. Yeah, like that. Says and it's funny, one of the homies, I was up there, we were watching this podium, and someone walked up, he walked up and got it, he asked him a question, he got his name wrong, and Cleveland was like... Yeah, Yo, you, you said you said whatever. It's actually this, and then he answered it. And that's actually the last quote of the story. <laughs> I sent it to him. I was like, <laughs> "Look, is why you're famous." Uh, so he was kind of interesting because, like, uh, that shows a little bit of personality in that way. I read some of the quotes from um, the big dude who raises the cows, which is the Houston cat, Ed Oliver, uh, and I watched a little bit of the Calibri thing. That was kind of cool. Other than that, it was cool seeing some of the national people that I see on TV. They're all really short. Uh, Talked about on the radio show. I they, was cracking up. They are, bro. Everyone, everyone you've seen on TV is short. <laughs> a bunch of Chris kids walking around. Out bro, there. they are no taller than me or you. Everybody. I'm not even. I didn't see one person hey, I'm regularly see on TV. You tweet a lot taller. of words, man. But you, you five four and a half, man. Bro, everybody. <laughs> like even when I was, I was at some bar and like right at the next table was uh, Steve Smith. Uh, short. I, we knew he was short. But like he is short. But he built though. Oh, like, you yeah, don't want you want to talk mess with him. Yeah, like we were at the we were at the place with all the people. Uh, like, he's go, kicking uh, it. Yeah, kick. Uh, I wasn't kicking it with these guys, but like, oh, you know, I'm getting a beer. Who's next to me? Oh, that's Sean Payton. You know, like, oh wait, who's over there taking up all the waitresses so I can't order? Oh, Sean McVay. And like, oh, like that's why. Like, no joke. Like, I forget what the name of the place was, but uh, so that just that experience was a. Uh, any was general pr- managers or owners or coaches? You did mention Sean McVay and those guys. Any any general managers maybe that. Or no, mm, I ch- nah, no, it's fine. I mean, I just like that's a good question. And I feel like you, you ran in, you got you got players and you got some coaches on there, so that's cool. It was I talked to some players like kind of like off to the side a little bit more about just like how tired and like how like how just taxing the whole experience was, and that yeah, was kind of more interesting than everything. Talking to them about yeah, mention that yeah, talk about that real quick. How like like dude, they don't tell these guys what's going on. Well, they do, but it's like. Uh, they don't tell him how long stuff's gonna be when it's gonna happen. It's like you just usher you from here to here to here to here to here to here. Do this, get up at this time, be here at this time, and they want to see how they react to that yeah. to that pressure. As if that's kind of how a game is scheduled. It's not. When you're a player, <laughs> you'll run you'll run your own schedule, and it's like things will be laid out each week. It'll be a routine. I will say London is taxing. That one. Yeah, that one time you have well, to actually do Thursday it. Thursday night football is too. Thursday that, night football. That kind of does play a role into it. Now you think about it. Yeah. So, but like that that part of it was. That part of talking to them guys about it, like off the record, was 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 much more informative than those stupid podium interviews, uh, and just kind of, I mean, I I chatted with some scouts and some some people who were p- plugged in. I think uh, that's one dude I talked to like two nights ago. I think he worked for a team. I can't. He was hammered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was. Well, they was just let. Uh, he probably got overserved. <laughs> I think so. He should have had an X on his hand, man. They should have took took his drink away from him, man. That was that was pretty bad. Uh, but oh, actually, I remember where that was. No, he didn't work for a team, but he reps a lot of big name cats. Okay. I'll tell you, I remember. I don't want to throw it, air him out. Uh, that part was probably the other best part. Besides meeting all the other black people there, who our journalist was like, "Oh man, I'm just I'm in the same spot kicking in." Like I mentioned, all those coaches and GMs and you know and all that. Also reminded me again how broke I am. So. Uh, there's that part of it. I want to explain broke for everyone listening because Mike is not wishing he can get food. He can he can support. No, himself. They, no it's, by broke, it's relative. He means he can't pay for someone else. Basically, if Sean McVay was like, "Hey man, you got my beer?" Mike could be like, "Uh, definitely not." No, no. See, I could. Oh, so you ain't you really ain't broke, Mike? Would I? No, I'm not buying anyone richer than me. Anything. If you're a millionaire, asking Mike if you for anything. make more money than me, then that's very different. But if you're just rich, I'm not buying a rich person anything. This is on you. It's going to be on you, and I'll make that clear, and I'll let them know. So I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I got this off the love. I worded that wrong. 
how do I say this? When Mike says he is broke, maybe you can explain what you mean by when you say you are broke. Because you ain't broke, broke. You Be- just because if you're walking down the street and there's, you know, Brian was a, the Dolphins coach. His name Flores, I think, the black dude they just hired. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you're and and he's in there at the he's ordering right behind you. He can, can we just call you middle class? Is that okay, Mike? I don't know. I'm not middle class. What? You want to see my tax returns, bro? <laughs> you know, middle class. Are you kidding me? I still pump unleaded the regular cheap gas, bro. And I go get cash so it's cheaper than using my card. I think everyone does. Nah, some people got to put certain type of gas oh, in yeah. their car. You got, you got that premium car. whip. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I have a premium whip. I have hey. two very small gold chains that I wear. 2019 might be your year. We're only three months in, Mike. I don't got Man, look. I know the athletics being known for op- opening up bags for people to get these people in. The bag was not opened over here. It was cool. <laughs> not yet. It's not a cool yet. bag, but it's not like my mom is straight bag. Like, I still need her to go to work. Coming soon. My dad, too. You know, if my grandma wants to go to work, too, she can get back in, in the game, too. We could we could, we could, could all use that. Before, no, I ain't broke. Before we shake, though, I need to get a hot take, Mike. Uh, whatever team uh, Nick Foles goes to. Uh, you said this we'll, one, man. We'll make the playoffs. You said this one. Yeah? Man. Yeah, you did. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got you. Dang it, man. <laughs> I don't really got a lot of hot takes. Lakers won't make the playoffs a hot one. Uh, no, nah, man. They're like 11th. <laughs> uh, what's, other, what's some other big? Uh, Kyler Murray, what do you think? Are they going to draft him? Let's see. Could they? Josh Rosen, he's our quarterback for right now with that situation there. That's a hot take. Uh, I guess I'll pick a prospect and I'll make him a bust. Oh, dang, Mike. How about let's just say he won't do so well. No, I like busts. <laughs> if I'm going to go hot take, I'm going to go all in. All right, man. Let's hear it. Uh, my pick for bust is the Metcalf kid. Mm, all right hot take right you want it hot That's i give you very hot. hot you want hot i give you hot you won't say it to his face i won't say any of these hot takes to any <laughs> of these dudes faces are you kidding me except the josh gordon one where it's like drunk josh gordon is like the best receiver ever i'll say Bro, that to you his are face. the greatest when you're lit let's go yes like you are lit for real good for you well mike how do we close this out now that we have our own ownership man that's tr- well we get we get to decide i like still like rate review and subscribe can we do that well we have nothing to do it yet with oh damn <laughs> not yet. once we get itunes back up on it and that's we have true. everything there then you can continue rating and reviewing and we'll keep growing that way but until then we'll catch you guys next time i guess well basically make sure they follow you on twitter so we can get you verified c kid 206 at c get chris verified man say it again one more time at c k i d d 206 Yes, we're going to get you verified, man. Well, that's know, that's the main goal. I am the producer. I kick it with Mike. We have good... Here's how our show works. We sit and talk about what we're going to talk about for maybe an hour. Mm-hmm. The other 30 minutes, we talk about whatever. And then we get going. So oh, an Dolph- hour and 30 minutes pregame. The Dolphins coach is Brian Flores. That was his You name. said it. He was good. I wasn't sure if that was his name. Okay. I, wanted, I wanted to walk up and tell him I felt bad for him, man. Because remember there was that whole thing about black coaches wasn't getting... Get, getting looks and then a dude did get one and it was the team that's trying to lose <laughs> like that's that that's how can we help you that's that's pretty <laughs> bad that's yeah that's that sucks but yeah get let's get chris verified man and appreciate you guys for still sticking around obviously you can see the show is a little bit longer now we got more flexibility yes. we're, gonna, we're gonna get our guests back going everything's still gonna roll the same and it's just gonna, we're gonna have more fun yes now more it's gonna fun. be longer we're excited for this new chapter for us man oh, be sure yeah. to come kick it hit mike with questions hit me with questions we're going to have a good year. Well, the first time LeBron changed teams, he won a championship. Oh, so. no, he didn't. Come I guess on. We, <laughs> Come how on. many rings are you about to get? <laughs> Come on. Not four. Not five. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch y'all later. We are out.